0: So I'm here with uh, Cassandra Kaysor, um who graciously agreed to meet with me today. <laughs> and um, so I want to just uh, jump in. You're from the Cleveland area, right? Yes, uh, right
1: between Cleveland and Akron.
0: Okay, gotcha. Okay. Um, how, how did you first get into music? Into music? Wow. Um, I know, it's like <laughs> a big question. It's a saga. <laughs>
1: um, well, my dad was a professional music, musician for a very long time. He uh, is an electric guitar player. And um, he, you know, from the time he was 13 to the time I was born, when he was 40, um, he gigged professionally, uh, doing wedding bands and polka bands, rock bands. starting dates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, he also taught guitar lessons. So um, as a kid, I, I guess I had an immediate fascination with the piano. Because every time I went to my grandma's house, I wanted to sit and try to play it. (laughs) (laughs) So between, you know, it kind of being in the family and and, um, being interested in it, uh, my parents signed me up as soon as they thought it was a good time, so I started when I was six. Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, At at what point were you like, I think I want to keep doing this? (laughs) Um,
1: I did not want to do art music. I wanted to do pop and rock music. Mm -hmm. Um, And around the time... I turned 16, I was just writing songs all the time, started doing recordings, uh, did some demos, and um, told my dad that I didn't want to go to college and I wanted to be a full-time songwriter, and my parents laughed. They (laughs) laughed and laughed. (laughs) They're like, that's a good joke. Um, So I actually signed up, uh, I enrolled in college to um, major in international relations and minor in Arabic. Oh my goodness. I took Arabic in high school. Um, but I also auditioned for the piano program uh, right. at Western Michigan University, and around the time I got in, just completely switched my major over to music. So I double yeah. majored in piano and composition. All yeah. right.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and so I, I assume that it was sort of while you were in school that you were like, okay, like, art music, this might be okay. <laughs> yeah. As soon
1: as I started, I, I applied to um, Western Michigan University as a state school, so mm-hmm. um, I wasn't supposed to start taking private composition lessons until um, my third year, but I asked if I could start early, so I started my second year, and I loved it Mm -hmm. so much that, um, and I have really, really great teachers, too, who opened me up to, you know, electronic music, and especially, like, multimedia art. Yeah. I was very, very interested in that, so I delved into that. Uh, fully.
0: <laughs> were there um, were there some particular more like art music type composers that got you interested in writing music or was it more just you kind of got there via songwriting?
1: Um, actually, I also my sophomore year um, auditioned for the new music ensemble mm-hmm. because I went to, and they were called Birds on a Wire, Okay. and it was all... Um, Faculty and graduate students for a while and I was a sophomore. Yeah, and and I went to one of their concerts and heard just Stuff I had never heard before. Mm -hmm. I don't even think I remember the program There was probably I think there was a peer Jalbert piece on it. Mm -hmm. He's University of Texas guy and then um Yeah, that's the main one. I I think I remember but I went and I auditioned um, and when I was sent the um, program for the following concert that I'd have to play it's actually uh, Zaka by Jennifer Higdon that I heard. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that piece, but the piano part is like all extended techniques uh-huh. and really weird funky sounds. <laughs> and, but also rhythmic and poppy, like she's a groovy composer. Yeah. And um, I heard that piece and I went, oh my gosh, Like I want to write music like this. Yeah. I want to play music <laughs> like this. And that really got me into um, new
0: music. More. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And are you are you at Roosevelt now or?
1: No, I took a two year hiatus between my undergrad and my masters, and I finished at uh, Roosevelt in May. of oh, okay. Gotcha. Twenty seventeen. So congratulations. Thank you. I um, made it. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: made it. Um, so and now one of the things that you do now, uh, you're a part of Brunch Project. Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me a little bit what that's about? Sure. It's uh, taken on
1: many forms in the last uh, three years, three plus years, and um, currently, what I'm mostly doing with it is putting on a concert series. Mm-hmm. Of, um, I believe in uh, multi-genre programming, so it's uh, local Chicago composers and songwriters. Oh, cool. And so that's the main focus right now. Is I try to have a concert every other month, mm-hmm. um, and I uh, I charge um admission and then I if if the composers and songwriters bring a, a certain amount of people then I pay them a stipend. Uhhuh. And um
0: So like you charge admission like just enough to sort of like cover the door so to speak and, yep, then, and, uh, and then pass it on to them.
1: Yes. And if there's any rental costs, cover that and then as of the last couple of concerts, I'm now able to pay myself, so. Nice. That's, that's, a, that's sort of,
0: I mean, I don't want to say that's the goal, but like it's a goal. It <laughs> is a goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, remind me, how long have you been doing the Musicians Who Brunch series?
1: Started um, August of 2016 or September of 2016, mm-hmm. Yeah, in my living room.
0: Nice. <laughs> and,
1: and now it's at, uh, Atlas Arts, is that what it's called? Yes, Atlas Arts Media. Um, with That's uh, Matt Peckham and Aaron Gattel. Nice. And they've been just generously letting us use their space. And Aaron has uh, his bartender's license.
0: Yeah, I've heard about the cocktails. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not the
0: music. But I mean, I've totally heard about
1: the music. I'm just teasing.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: so, and then now, so he can... He gets to take a, a cut too and he guest bartends, and yeah,
0: that's literally like the only thing that makes the new music concert better. It's like add <laughs> add some craft cocktail. Yeah, it's it's a blast. It really is. <laughs> um, and there's uh, there's a concert this Sunday. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that one specifically?
1: Yes, and I'm really really excited about this one. Um, so it's uh, it's this Sunday, mm-hmm. March fourth, at uh, doors are at one o'clock, mm-hmm. um, at Atlas Arts Media, which is in Ravenswood. And um, it's $15 per person, 25 for two people, so bring a friend kind of a thing. $3 mimosas. And um, I'm particularly excited about this concert. I don't know why this is, but most of the concerts in the past have been all male composers and songwriters, which is fine, and they're all amazing artists and good friends of mm-hmm. mine. Um, but after kind of looking back on that data i guess i thought
0: (laughs) the stats you're like oh wait (laughs) (laughs) it's like
1: i don't know if it's women feel more reserved about volunteering for things or um but especially with uh, march 8th being international women's day i thought we should do an all-female program Mm -hmm. um so this time it's uh heidi jostin and kelly sheehan who Mm -hmm. you recently had on here and um and Michelle Isaac, who is one of my peers at uh, CCPA, so is Heidi. And um, Michelle works for the Chicago Sinfonietta, and they are also doing heavy, heavy female programming yeah. this year. Yeah. And um, they're doing a, a concert on um, Monday, March 12th, in the city. Also with a Jennifer Higdon piece on. Yeah. Um, all female composers, and uh, we've been doing some cross promoting too, so because oh, we have similar nice. missions that way. So that's kind of a fun ladies thing helping ladies. That's yeah. what that
0: is. Yes. <laughs>
1: need it. <laughs> we need it.
0: I think. I mean, it's funny that you said, like, you know, that it's, you know, you're a woman and you're, uh, you're doing the programming for this project that is yours, and somehow you suddenly realized that there were a bunch of guys that ended up on it, mm-hmm. and. It's funny because on this podcast, like, I definitely, like, some of the first people I think of just because I do know so many men, and especially white men mm-hmm. in music, in yeah. art music, and I have to be like, wait, no, like, I can't, ha- I mean, it's not that I can't have another white guy on, but it's just like, I do, I mean, I do want to make an effort to bring more people to the fore who aren't necessarily, like, already there, like, mm-hmm. at the yeah. Um and so it's and it's hard because there's so many people in my life I love and care about who are guys, but it's I you know, I wanna I guess, um I feel like it should be I feel like it's my responsibility to, you know, bring other like Chicks to the party. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't. It's like a funny thing that happens. You're just like looking at who you're thinking of immediately, and you're like, oh wait, um, <laughs> hold on. And you work more on like a like a volunteer, like people volunteering to be on these concerts type mm-hmm. of basis, right? And so
1: yeah, and I I ask for a sample of their work in like a short bio, and mm-hmm. go to the websites, and I pick um, usually three per concert, and give them 15 minute sets, and I try to put together three composers or songwriters who are very, very different. Yeah. And so if you come to see, for example, you know, you also had uh, John Hanno on here recently. Mm-hmm. He's a good friend of mine, a friend of mine. And he's got a very specific aesthetic, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm trying to think about the one that he was on. I also had a singer-songwriter duo who did parody or, like, just really, like, crass uh, comedy music. Yeah. <laughs> And so, if you come for one thing, you know, you have to listen to everything. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really special about the series. Yeah. Hopefully, people who are all day listening to art music music and studying it and writing it or thinking about it, Mm -hmm. like, you get
0: to listen to pop music if you're a pop music listener. You've got to come down from the ivory tower a couple times.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And likewise, if you.
0: I mean, you know, not to, like,. Knock people like other people in new music, I love new music, but I also play pop music, so. and there's
1: so much music in the world, and there's so much music that we won't we wouldn't stumble upon it if it wasn't presented to us
0: yeah, yeah, for sure, and you have a
1: dual career in pop and art S- music sort, sort of, of too of, right
0: i don't know if I would call it a dual career, but it's like <laughs> dual interests and like i I'm very bad at maintaining both of them, like at the (laughs) same time. I I feel like when I'm doing okay in one, like the other one's like, wait. Um, (laughs) They're like my two children who I'm really bad at like taking care of at the same time. Oh no, (laughs) Um, (laughs) I should never be a mother. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's. I think that's really awesome that you that you like consistently put pop music and art music in the same program, I think that that should happen more. Yeah, because um, really,
1: really good pop music, like well-thought-out pop music, I respect just as much as really, really, like, yeah. well-thought-out and, uh, you know, smart art music.
0: For sure, and I think, I think there's um, people who are, who'd spend all, I mean, for sure, there's bad pop music, too, and especially, like, if your idea of pop music is, like, what's just, you know, top 40 playing on the radio like you know there's so much other there's so much other stuff out there that I think <laughs> people don't necessarily hear and absolutely <laughs> but um uh, one of the other things you do that i know nothing about um, <laughs> you work with uh, <laughs> the Awakenings Foundation sure and you're their musical event curator mm-hmm um, can you tell me a little bit about the foundation just to start off
1: yes um so if you don't know about the Awakenings Foundation and you're listening to this, go check them out like right now. Um, they are a gallery and um, performance space for survivors of sexual abuse and assault. And um, the owner, Gene Cozier, also had a scholarship foundation set up for quite some time that gave funding to survivors um, who went to use that money to do something artistic, mm-hmm. um, to go take a painting class or a dance class or travel somewhere to study art so um, it, it helps facilitate healing through the arts and gives a safe space for survivors to share their art because um, as Jean has often said you know this type of art it's a lot of it's uncomfortable and it's yeah. not wanted it's not sought out
0: right but it's,
1: it's important to look at and listen to and experience um, to understand the experience of survivors in a better way yeah um,
0: can I ask how you ended up Uh, working with this foundation yeah um so
1: i applied for the grant Mm -hmm. in 2014 right when i moved to chicago Mm -hmm. um i was gigging full-time on the road at that time oh my goodness yeah and so anytime i'd come back home i didn't really get to start making a social network until i quit my traveling job yeah because i was gone so much so when i was home all i would do all day was apply for grants and um residencies and fellowships and all that yeah and um I came across the Awakenings Foundation grant. It was the um, Judith Dawn grant. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And what I asked for, they couldn't give me. Uh-huh. Um, initially, initially I asked for quite a bit of funding for rehearsal spaces because I put together a seven movement multimedia art production about sur- like being a survivor. Yeah. So it was it was dance, film, performance art, and sound. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Well, that's a lot of money for renting spaces. We have a space. Why don't you just come, Aha. do it here, and we'll give you the space when, like, with our schedule as needed, and we'll let you put on your show here." And nice. So, yeah, it was amazing. And I did a <laughs> two-day, I did a two-day, two performances back to back. We had a projector, we had surround sound speakers, we had performance yeah. art stuff, we had audience participa- participation aspects. I moved in an upright piano from the suburbs. <laughs> because I couldn't use Easy. a keyboard. Because, <laughs> yeah, the the piece used extended technique. So it was yeah. like a production. And then um, I guess what they said is they've never had anybody do something like to that extent. Yeah. But if we're thinking about academia, yeah. if you're going to put on a recital, you're putting on an hour recital with all these different, especially as a composer, yeah. things you've got to bring in. So I didn't think anything. Of yeah, it. you're like, this is normal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and um, Jean... Um, founder is uh she's a musician too she she's a singer Mm -hmm. and a poet and um they had long wanted to have a concert series there but hadn't really found a good fit Mm -hmm. for it and uh, they asked if i would put together um two concerts a year of music by survivors or survivors performing music that was important to them um, along with a panel discussing that after yeah Um, and i thought that was a great idea
0: (laughs) yeah that is a great idea that's Mm -hmm. so cool and you've been doing that since 2015 yes okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and uh, what are uh what are some of the other kinds of events that you've put on is it pretty much is it would you say it's mostly uh what am I trying to ask? Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> My brain is going in like five different directions it's okay. at once. okay. I do a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> um, do you, I mean, do you do a lot of performing as part of these events? Or are you mainly just the organizer? Do you like do any like coaching of performers or anything like that? Um, I primarily
1: organize mm-hmm. and do the programming and then do the um, publicity stuff, media okay. stuff. Um, but with the concert at Awakenings, um, I do have to do a little bit of coaching with, there, there are generally the people who are coming forward to do some kind of performance. Uh, mm-hmm. It's their first time Yeah. kind of talking about it and they feel they're allowed to talk about it because it's in this very specific space. So yeah. sometimes I've had to email performers or composers and assure them that nobody's going to judge them. Yeah. You know, doing tech rehearsals with people getting emotional, comforting you know things like that
0: yeah that seems like a particularly vulnerable spot to be in
1: yes because a lot of the people who have applied for that also want to share their stories with me right so they'll call or email their stories to me um so that's it's um difficult emotionally sometimes but yeah when you see it come to fruition it's very rewarding
0: yeah i can ima- I, I mean i can't imagine but like i can i guess <laughs> um, um I'm, I'm wondering and you know being a musician I mean maybe it's hard to answer this like totally objectively I guess but um, or maybe like it just seems obvious but I guess I'm wondering um, uh, just because it, it's, it's, it's a foundation that um, supports all sorts of different types of art um, to help in the healing process, um, do you feel like there are specific ways in which music is uniquely, uh, uniquely helpful um, to survivors in ways that you know other art forms aren't necessarily? Or I don't mm. even want to say like, oh, like music's better than like drawing, but like <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say at all. But do you think that like um, musical events are, are uniquely equipped, like equipped to to reach people? Or I don't. Maybe that's a weird hmm. question.
1: No no no, it's not it's a good question um, I'm thinking i I have no qualifications
0: or anything in music therapy <laughs> i' this is just like you know your impressions
1: sure, sure, but I think for me, for example, when I started to um, compose almost exclusively uh about um sexual trauma mm-hmm. um you know the first time you know first piece that I ever made like that I think. Um sound was the perfect medium for me because if I didn't want to use words or tell a story. Yeah, specifically I didn't have to. Yeah. But if I wanted to I could use text, I could use multimedia, you know, components. Yeah. Um so for me music was a sound was a very like gentle way to get into expressing my feelings and memories, but and then as I, you know, became more vocal about Right. my own experiences. Then I started using text and film and all those things too.
0: So it could sort of ease you in and this like less specific. W- so you could communicate in a less specific way mm-hmm. maybe. And then, and then you've got a little more, for lack of a better word, comfortable. That, <laughs> yes. I guess? Yeah. That's yeah.
1: Maybe. That's I don't know. i have to think. Of, I want to think about that more. I'll, <laughs> I'll get back to you when I can speak. Sorry more. to like
0: spring that no. like, really abstract. <laughs> question. I, no,
1: I love to think about things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, and, uh, I'm wondering, cause so much of what you do is very like social justice, like, uh, uh, like personal kind of stuff. I feel like one thing that you do that's very different from r- the rest of what you do is, um, or maybe you don't think of it as all that different, but you do, <laughs> you work for Chicago Dueling Pianos.
1: Yes. Um, I work with them and then I work with some other bars, mm-hmm. freelance, um, yeah, I so I'm a full-time uh, pop performer. Wow, <laughs> and that is my that's been my career since I was 20. Oh my goodness, full-time, um, either in bars or like I said on the road for a couple years too. Yeah,
0: what were uh, what were you on the road doing? Were you like singing as part of a band or
1: uh, dueling pianos?
0: You oh, this was with dueling pianos. Yes, oh, at that time it was okay. uh, Midwest dueling
1: pianos, and that company specifically um, did uh, like corporate. Shows and college shows for I gotcha. on campuses and mm-hmm. um, weddings.
0: All right. And yeah, I could see. I could see that. Yeah. So I mean,
1: <laughs> I've played in 22 states.
0: Holy shit! And um, That's a lot of states.
1: Now I'm doing a little bit. <laughs> 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 yeah. And now I'm doing um, my agents uh, in Chicago doing pianos also book uh, some of the Norwegian cruise line ships. Oh. So I've been playing just short bursts of a month um, on on those ships too. So that has taken me all over world how, do you, how <laughs> do you
0: feel about i mean without you know obviously it goes without saying like work is work i love to have work blah 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 that aside <laughs> how do you feel about playing on cruise ships i'm just curious oh it's
1: easy it's yeah. so easy it's like four <laughs> shows a week four hours between three people mm-hmm. and uh i get to play drums and bass on those two because they have a full band setup if Whoa. we want to do full band stuff oh And it's still dueling pianos, like old school with the comedy and the audience interaction and improv and requests, but you can, that's what I like the most is playing. I love to play drums and bass and stuff too. (laughs) Oh,
0: that's cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I I mean, I'm not really familiar with the whole like dueling pianos (laughs) thing at all. Um, So it's like, is it like just a pretty consistent combination of like improvising and like taking requests and just kind of like what is like? What is the dueling aspect? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so for dueling pianos, you, you'd have two um, keyboards and shells okay. on the stage and okay. two players. So it, in that way, I think uh, in a practical way, it was designed that way to have a longer show without so much wear and tear on each musician, especially vocally. Because uh-huh. okay. you can't sing as much as you can play. Um, right. But uh, And also to kind of create a playing field for... Um, like improv between the players and banter and comedy mm-hmm. and playing with the audience. It's a lot. It's very. It's like heavy interaction.
0: Yeah. And so sounds like yeah. potentially exhausting.
1: Yeah. Cause you know. Oh <laughs> well, no, it's fun. It's really. I fun. mean, I'm sure it's really fun. It, <laughs>
0: totally.
1: It's hard to learn when. In, when I was training. It was like probably. Those were probably the hardest years, of my life. Yeah. Because training, you're. You know, you're learning songs. You know, I don't know how how many songs I know.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you know. At a least zillion. six, yeah, at least
1: six to seven hundred Holy by heart, shit. and then probably a couple <laughs> hundred more. Know
0: something for everybody, you know.
1: <laughs> yep, and then studying comedy full time, and then working on improv full time, oh and then learning how to get along with other people on stage in <laughs> usually drunk, belligerent kind of right. asshole audience members, and doing crowd control. It's and oh it's 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 a very it's a multi it's very unique and, and kind of weird, <laughs> and uh, it's fun too.
0: That sounds crazy mm-hmm. in like sometimes, in like mostly a good way, maybe sometimes a not good way.
1: <laughs> there have been some very not good times on stage, but <laughs> usually it's good times.
0: <laughs> Man, hats off to you. That's, yeah, that Thanks. sounds like something I would really not do well in, <laughs> um, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> be like, why are all these people yelling at me? Why is everyone like drunk? I don't know. Like, wait, I wait, wouldn't yeah. be able to handle <laughs>
1: Whereas now I'm like, bring bring me your drunk people. <laughs> Let me make fun of them and take the it you all. Know
0: fair um <laughs> can, uh, how did you end up doing it was it something you kind of just fell into or um so um this
1: was junior year spring of junior year um in my undergrad mm-hmm. like i said i did a double major i did it in four years i did it through the honors college and played in a bunch of ensembles um and i was like super w- way burned out yeah. by that point and i still loved pop music and wanted to play pop music and yeah. um my cousin, who's a big Twitter guy, um, who was living in Kalamazoo also at the time, sent me a text with a screenshot that the local dueling piano bar was looking for a trainee. Uh-huh. And so went down there and auditioned.
0: And you're like, hey. <laughs> Very
1: anxiously auditioned. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember I played Proud Mary and <laughs> This Love by Maroon 5, yeah, I'll never forget that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah probably something by journey, and um
0: yeah, that makes sense, yeah,
1: and the then the classics the <laughs> classic tunes um <laughs> and uh I mean, I could talk about dueling pianos for like weeks without stopping or sleeping, There's so so much better <laughs> coming <cut laughs> up because it's it's you meet a lot of characters and it's a really weird work environment, especially for a woman 's very i'm sure like kind of fucked up work environment sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, so it's, you know, so I was doing that as I finished my undergrad, did it full time on the road for two years, got really burned out then on entertaining, Yeah. Yeah. applied for my master's and then I did my master's and still gigged usually four nights a week between dueling piano bars, solo piano bars, restaurants, things like that. Oh my goodness. And then now I'm in the middle of what I think is another two year gig (laughs) period. trying to build up these concerts and trying to get some commissions and build some consortiums and still gig and pay the bills so <laughs> killing
0: it <laughs> trying to Holy shit. tired all the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to kill it <laughs> I'm sure. oh my god um I I want to ask um, do you have any other aside? you know we have uh, musicians who brunch this Sunday who? March 4th mm-hmm. is the fourth yeah and this is this is Musicians Who Brunch 7. Yeah. Number 7. Number 7. Number 7 on March 4th. We don't <laughs> want to confuse those two numbers. Yes. Um, brunch is always on Sunday. so We just remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, so aside from that, um, do you have any other like projects or performances coming up that you want people to know about, that you're excited about?
1: Um, I'll have another Musicians Who Brunch probably in May or June. I'll nice. start doing a call for that. Uh, next songs of Survival at Awakenings will probably be in the fall.
0: Um, it's called Songs of Survival. Yes, okay. that's the name of the
1: series. And um, oh, I'm well. I'm going on my first artist residency on March 14th at the Jurassic Colony in California. So I'm pretty oh. psyched about that.
0: What are you? Um, are you are you working on a specific project there? Or?
1: I am writing a viola concerto, uh, just a single movement uh, for fun and <laughs>
0: for yes. <funsies. laughs>
1: and then uh, I want to do a multimedia uh, film, electronics and. Acoustic Instruments piece on uh, sexual harassment in the workplace. So I'm going to start putting out a call for uh, audio and video samples for that.
0: I guess this is, this is the time to do that. Is That's the time. For sure. Not that <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a trend, but it's like, you know, it's, uh, this is, yeah, it, it's certainly um, pertinent to yeah. things that are happening. I mean, it's really <laughs> always pertinent. It's just like now all the guys are finding out um, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, now uh, that now they know. No. Um, <laughs> well, Thank you so much sure. for taking the time to to talk to me about all this really cool stuff that you do <laughs> all the time. Thank you, um, and hopefully maybe we'll get to collaborate one of these days. I that would love be that. Super awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Thank you as well. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs>